Good morning, good morning. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning, whether you are in person or online. Uh, we have the joy of having the, what I like to call the RPRC here, the Public Pregnancy Resource Center. They're going to be here. Uh, they are here. Mary's here. She's going to do an interview with Dave uh, here in just a few minutes. But I am going to give like a little short sermon that kind of points to why we as a church partner with the RPRC um, and why I think that it's important. And so we, like I said, we're glad that you're here. This is week two of our series, Mission 2021, Continue the Quest. Uh, we had our best missions year in our history this last year uh, in 2020. And so I just want to be able to continue that. And so we kind of want to highlight, because uh, we haven't done it in a few years, our mission partners and kind of let you get to know them. But uh, we are going to be in Jeremiah chapter 1 today. We're going to look at just one verse. Now, this shouldn't be shocking to anybody, but protecting the unborn has been a priority for the Christian church for a very, very long time. And now, as for as long as I can remember, the argument between those who are anti-abortion and those that are pro-abortion is whether life begins at conception or whether life begins at birth. Well, I'm here to tell you today that to me, I think both points of view are wrong. And the reason I think that is because I think that the Bible would argue and support that life begins before conception ever takes place. So I give you today Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. And this is God talking directly to Jeremiah when he was calling Jeremiah to be a spokesman for the nation of Israel. And he wanted to uh, encourage Jeremiah to, to take the job because Jeremiah, like so many before him, was, was fighting God on the fact that he didn't think he was the right man for the job. And so God is speaking to Jeremiah, and he just lays this before him. He says, before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I want to take just a second for all of us to just really contemplate that and wrap our heads around, on, around it. Before we were conceived, Christ knew us. Pretty cool, huh? You were planned. You were thought of and thought out. God sent you where he sent you with a specific purpose in mind for a specific reason. And you were not an accident. Now listen, you might have been a whoopsie or an uh-oh to your parents. I know that I was to my mom. She thought she was done. She tells the story all the time how she argued with the doctor for 30 minutes when he told her she was pregnant. She said, no, I'm not. And he's like, no, you are. And she said, no, you're wrong. And it just went on for like 30 minutes until she was like, I'm going to see another doctor. Right? Uh, and the doctor, and no, I'm kidding. I don't think she saw another doctor. But she did argue. She does tell that truth. She argued for about 30 minutes. She couldn't possibly believe it. So you may have been a whoopsie. You may have been an uh-oh to your parents. But you were perfectly planned and destined by God. And it goes on in, in, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, and I'm warning you guys, today is going to be quick. It's going to be short, sweet, and to the point, or maybe I will just preach a long time and then we'll have the interview too. I don't know. We'll see where the Spirit leads. But Jeremiah 1, 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I set you apart. You see, when it says that he knew us, it's more than just having knowledge of us. Like, I know Joe Biden. 
right? I know he's our president. I know of him, but I have no personal relationship with Joe. We aren't friends. We've never had a conversation. That's not a political statement if anybody wants to know, but I'm just, he was like in the forefront, right? He, he might be the most famous person in the world because he is the president of what we still consider the most powerful country in the world. I know of him. I do not know him. This is not what the Bible's saying. Jesus knew you. The Greek word used here dictates a certain amount of intimacy. He knew you. Like you know your child. Or like your father and mother knew you. Or your friend knows you. Or your husband or your wife knows you. I want you to think about the most intimate relationship that you have. And you can put Jesus in the place of that partner because that is how he knew you. It was intimate. It was absolutely 100% intimate. And he knew you before you were conceived. Other cool thing this verse lets us know is that God also sets apart the preconceived. You see, God set Jeremiah apart as the spokesman for Israel. God didn't just know him intimately, and he doesn't just know us intimately before we're formed in the moon. He predestines a plan for us. Now, I will tell you, I'm not one of those that says, hey, God sets out a plan for you at the very beginning, and that's how the plan goes. I think that we have free will. I think that we can change that plan, but I think from the beginning, God has the epitome, the, the perfect plan in place for you that he wants to come to fruition. And as long as we obey his will and we follow his will, it will come to be. I believe that. I don't think that, for instance, God made Adam and Eve, put them in the garden to live with him with the predestined plan that they would screw it up. I think he knew it was a possibility. I think he knew that they probably would do it, but he still gave them the choice. God predestined a plan for you. I firmly believe that. We are set apart, much like the Sabbath day, much like the tabernacle, much like the priests of the Old Testament to be used by God. If you will surrender to the will of God, God will use you in this life. He will use you to do good things. He will use you to do godly things. He will use you to further the kingdom of God. But that's going to take you setting aside yourself and submitting to his will. That's why you see our shirts for Crosspoint Fellowship that say, choose second on the back, because we are choosing to be second to God's will. We are choosing to, to set apart our ideas and our wants for what God wants from us. I personally, me, Paul Huff, am against abortion because I believe it disrupts God's plan and stands in direct opposition to the word of God. That's why I have the belief that I do. But I also want to encourage you and I want you to know today that being pro-life is so much more than being anti-abortion. If that's where it stops for you, you are wrong. I want you to hear me on that. If that's where it stops for you, if you just say abortion bad, don't kill babies, end of story, that's where it stops for me, you are wrong. 
Because it's so much more than just saying, let's not have people be able to abort a baby. We have to provide for young mothers and fathers who have whoopsies and uh uh-ohs. And we have to do so lovingly, understanding that mistakes are made. And oftentimes when it's people that have never grown up inside the church, they don't operate from the same starting point that we do. And we need to be kind and we need to be compassionate. And so we need to meet needs, needs that are physical, needs that are emotional, needs that are sometimes financial. If we want potential mothers to not take the nuclear option, then we need to provide for them other options. And that's why we as Crosspoint Fellowship partner with the Republic Pregnancy Resource Center because they provide other options. And they seek to educate young mothers and fathers and to provide for them at least the thought that there is another way to handle a pregnancy other than an abortion. And so we need to help. We do that by covering medical expenses, by providing for babies' needs like clothing and diapers and and doctor's visits and, and things like that, and making sure that those parents have the support, providing classes so that we can educate them on what to expect and how to handle those things that may arise. I was a young father. Jerrica and I had a baby pretty early on in our marriage. We were married for a little less than a year when we found out that uh, we were having a baby. And, and Cordelia, love her. She was perfectly planned and destined by God, but she was a whoopsie. She was not perfectly planned and thought out. And I didn't know what questions to ask, and I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't know uh, how to handle what I didn't know. And so Cordelia was kind of an experiment. Uh, she was born, and she was born, and a lot of you guys know this, two months early, and that was a whole fiasco in itself, and she was in the NICU for a month, and just the whole start was crazy, and I had no idea what was going on. Not a clue. I learned, slowly but surely, I learned There were a lot of looks from my wife that are like, are you that big of an idiot? To which I had to respond, yes. Please tell me. What do I do here? She's crying. Take her, you know. I think she pooped. (laughs) And it's like, no, that one's yours. Dang it. Right? But we have to be able to educate young parents on, on what to expect so that we can ease those fears a little bit because part of the fear of having an unwanted pregnancy or an uh uh-oh pregnancy is what am I going to do? And how am I going to handle that? We need to fight to make adoption more affordable. It is insane. And I know that we've been taking steps, but and th- again, I want to be clear, this is not political whatsoever, but adoption is expensive. It is crazy. I know a lot of people who would participate in adoption if it wasn't for the fact that they couldn't afford it. I'm not saying that we just hand a child to everyone who says, yeah, I'll take one. But we've got to make a way for people who want to adopt a baby to be able to affordably do so. We can't say don't kill the baby and then have nowhere for the baby to go. Sometimes I am sure that there are success stories where the mother that has the unwanted pregnancy takes care of that child and and has that child come to a successful upbringing. I know those stories exist, but sometimes the compromise for don't have an abortion is 
okay, but I have to put this baby up for adoption. I can't take care of this baby. I can't take care of myself. I don't have a steady job. I don't have a steady house. And we could sit there and we could say, well, shame on you. That's uh, the consequences of your actions. You know what happens when you do stuff. Or we can stop being a bunch of knuckleheads and find a way to support people who are scared and in need. And that is what we have to do. Here's another one. We as Christians need to lead the way in adopting babies. We can't be on the forefront with the picket sign saying no abortion or it's a child, not a choice and not participate in adoption ourselves. To be pro-life is to do all within our power to sustain life. And that is way more than, than seeking to somehow ban abortion. We partner with the RPRC because they are committed to fighting for the unborn, because they are committed to providing resources, because they love young mothers and young fathers and unborn babies, and they love them after they are born babies. And I am excited for you to get to hear from Mary today as Dave and her come on up here. But we have to be able to show young people that have nowhere else to turn, that they are loved and that they aren't alone. And, and that choosing life for their baby isn't giving life away for themselves. And I find that to be so incredibly very important. Dave, Mary, come on up. Again, this is uh, Mary from the Pregnancy Resource Center. She uh, is... Is it safe to say in charge of things over there? Is that? Yes. She is in charge of things over there. She is a great resource uh, for young parents and, and uh, for us as well. And so I know that Dave has helped out a lot with the, the center. Deb has helped out a lot with the center. And so I'm excited, like I said, for you to get to hear a little bit more about it. So without further ado, I'm going to go away. I know how much you all enjoy that. And we'll let them speak. Thank you, Paul. Um, for the... Just for introduction's sake, I'd like us to learn a little bit, first of all, about you, Mary. Tell us how you got involved with the center and just a little bit about the backstory there quickly. And uh, Phil, during while we're talking, Phil is going to be showing some slides uh, that Mary has provided um, of some of the clients. Um, when I say the clients, I mean the youngest clients especially, uh, including those that Crosspoint has directly helped um, through our mission giving. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got involved with uh, the Pregnancy Center. It was kind of a, it definitely was God. Um, I was asked to be on the board of the Pregnancy Center. And um, when I met with the board, they said, we're working, we've got so much money to set aside that we want to have a director and a full-time director. Well, we will work Monday through Thursday. But anyway, um, we have that money set aside. It wasn't much, but it was, I mean, that wasn't what made me even think about it. But um, I thought, I'm not a nurse. I'm not, I'm not qualified. And so um, I prayed for about it for two weeks. And so I called the board chair at that time. And she said, we're going to have a meeting. We're, we'll, we'll get it done in two weeks. So 
here I am, nine years later. <laughs> so it's been a blessing. It's been huge. It's made me so much closer to Christ. You just see the miracles happen in those girls and those babies and the dads even. So it's been good. I, God blessed me with this job. So that's not a job. It's a ministry. So Right. And um, so uh, give us a snapshot. Tell us about the mission of the center and um, kind of tie it together, both physically the mission and spiritually the mission. Our, our mission is to um, help those that have to make good decisions. Um, and with those decisions, we're going to walk through them, we hope, with the path of Christ. We have a lot of girls come in there. They're hardened. They don't want that Bible. They take it anyway, and, and then, um, which I haven't had very many not take that Bible in nine years. I think I've had five. And um, But they take it, and then they... Our videos are biblically based, and then we love on them, and we show them that they're, they're perfect. They're, they might make mistakes, but there's God's child, so we love them no matter what. Um, but then we have those that were hardened and didn't want anything to do with Christ. They will call us or come through the door and say, please pray for me, or, you know, that so-and-so, give me strength for this. So... Um, that's what, what we do. So. Sure, and and um, and the center is an affiliate of uh, a network in Missouri called Alliance for Life. Yes. Um, and um, centers like yours, and and most I'd say, you know, especially nowadays, really are focused on a non-judgmental um, uh, healing approach, um, loving approach. We're going to embrace you. We're not going to, um, you know, try to 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 be um, harsh or, or, or beat you over the head with, you know, any kind of particular mentality or, or ideology. They're, they're there to, you're there to serve them, not to preach to them. And that's, I think that's really a valuable distinction. Um, so as you fulfill your mission, um, what would you say when you look back, um, you know, 10, 15 years from now, what do you want the impact of um, the center to be measured by? What, uh, what do you hope is said about the ministry 10, 15 years from now? I've thought about that. It, it's, a, it's huge. Um, the board will say, and I agree with them, we open that door at the pregnancy center that if we have one person come through the door and we save them and that baby, and, and make a good successful parenting plan, I want them to know that that's what our goal is. So, um, but yeah, and we have um, like 30 people and like Jessica's helped and um, there was another, her last, Lori Chester, she helped too at the pregnancy center and Debbie, uh, our boutique's lovely because of her. But anyway, um, but, we just wanted to know that we love those girls. We want them, those babies, and they're, and even the dad. We need them to be walk a part of that family unit. So, um, and as I ask this question, um, I want you to kind of tell us about the programs that the center offers, as far as just day to day, week to week kind of programs. Um, what happens with the mission funds that you get from Crosspoint? Well, we've grown. Um, we're volunteer-driven. Um, we do. I do have an assistant now. She works one day a week. Um, it's, she doesn't get paid a lot, but she gives us this 
our, her all, and she loves the pro-life ministry. Um, we have been able to update and prescribe a bright course, which is like our Earn to Learn that we did before, uh, but it is live streamed and it's constantly updated and it's the latest and the greatest. And in the long run, it saves us so much expense and, and um, everything's new and fresh. So, and of course the girls, I'm just as bad, they're connected to their phones. We stream it on their phone and they watch it and they do the worksheet and they come in and they, they we feel like we have got a better response and they're actually absorbing the information that we're giving them. We can show it there, um, we bought a laptop. That's another thing that we probably couldn't afford if it wasn't for your generous donations. And even the other things that you've helped us with that we needed help with, like that baby car seat for that little. <laughs> oh yeah, the car seat, uh, forgot about the car seat. And um, Phil, can you put up the picture of the, the two boys that uh, we bought the mattresses for? Um, that, that happened. That happened this just this past um, season. Yeah, and and Dave was Johnny on the spot. Within two hours, they had mattresses, <laughs> so it was good. She felt really blessed, and she still comes in and sees us. And and like I said, with that the preemie baby in the car seat, they come in, and we kind of feel like we have a little reunion, you know. So that, yeah. that was a, you know, that was a good night to be able to to be able to like you said in just the span of a couple hours. To be able, and Mary and I had this conversation. She messaged me, and she's like, "You know, can you help? <laughs> what can we do?" And and I got with the the team, and we were able to to run and, and get some mattresses, and and then I met her in town with you know, and it was just she was so grateful. And when you see that kind of, um, just when someone has a need and you're able to meet it because of the faithfulness of givers and the fact that we've you know partnered with the center f exactly for things just like that and the car seat with the special needs child that needed that special car seat um that's wonderful it brings it home um so you still have the ultrasound machine right we still have our ultrasound machine um karen from um she's a retired sonographer from carbondale illinois we're hugely blessed with her. I couldn't have done the ultrasound if it wasn't for Karen. We have Jen, too. Right now with COVID, she's working the floor versus her other job, so she's not been able to do ultrasounds. We had training, though, and Jen came, so we was glad. So so she's getting close to be able to come back and be with us and, and help us with our babies. But, um, but yeah, when they see that ultrasound picture, I mean, I think the, there's a lot of them that has been really moving, but... One time we had a young lady that was determined that she was in a bad relationship and he scared her and she could not have this man's child and she was she wanted to abort this baby and and we she came back and did her ultrasound and I hope I've told Debbie this story if not it's really great but anyway this young woman came in she, I kept saying bring your mom bring somebody with you with for the ultrasound so that um, you just need to have somebody there for support and anyway she went in Karen comes running out the ultrasound tech and says Mary come in here and um, first of all I don't get to see a lot of the ultrasounds I get to see the picture and that's good too I'm not complaining but anyway um, this lady's having twins and that mother is laying on the table just beaming and she says Mary you're right I should have brought my mom anyway so we have baby down here 
And we have baby up here. Baby down here is being calm and just kind of like, mm, this is good. My life is good. And then baby up here is going, <laughs> just going crazy. And then the baby down here goes like this. And Karen says, the baby's praying that baby A quits kicking me. <laughs> so it was the best. But that the best was that mom laying there. And she saw those babies, and she didn't know she was having twins, but she saw them, and they were beautiful, you know. And she says, you're married, you know, we should have brought your mom. And so there's a lot of moments like that, but that's kind of sometimes one of them that I remember that is awesome. So, um, but that ultrasound is amazing. And then we also are able to help girls that are pregnant. We don't do any diagnostics, but we partner with Dr. Garner and Aurora. He's a mercy doctor. If we see, we... Karen, she's a super girl, but we, um, ultrasound lady. But anyway, she if she sees something that's a problem, we can call Dr. Garner, and he, they can be seen quickly, like that day or if not the next. So to oh, save, that's awesome. And so that's saving lives, too. It might be a tubal pregnancy, but it keeps them from having complications. Right. So, um, so we can take care of the whole unit. You know, we... We um, want to take care of mom, baby, and, and dad, because you can't have a successful life without your dad, So if, if it's all possible. So. And uh, so, so quickly, um, what happens when somebody calls after hours, you're affiliated with, is it Heartbeat or CareNet? We're both. We belong to both of those okay. organizations, too. So, so. These, these, are, these are nationwide toll-free numbers that um, they tie in um, to somebody local uh, so they can actually get a call from somebody on one of these hotlines to help somebody in need in real time, um, really no matter what time it is. Yeah. And then we also have a new phone service, which we always forward the phone to myself anyway on the weekends or Janine. Um, but we also have a new phone service that it goes directly into my phone. And if I call them back, it shows up at the pregnancy center. Before, if I called them back, it showed up my cell phone. So, um, so they they feel like it's a little more professional, and they feel like that we're there to help them, you know. And and that shows up as the Republic Pregnancy Resource Center. So that's been a good tool too. So now, I didn't list this question when I contacted you, but um, about how many churches in the local general area support the center? Mom, no, I'm just not close enough. Sorry, <laughs> operator error. Anyway, um, we talk. We send out correspondence to like 30 churches. Our literature gets put in them. We have probably uh, 12 of them that financially support us, and we're really blessed that, that they can. Um, we understand that churches are busy, and and the money is tight. So that's why we feel like your small church. You've just been amazing that you've been able to help us so much it's we, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for crosspoint so well, the blessing is ours um so um i know you might take this opportunity to mention some of the events that are coming up um and some of the other things that you do you know as far as you know how can how can we as individuals and how can we as a church help make the center succeed Okay, we've got, um, we've canceled our, or we've proposed our banquet. We haven't, we'll talk about it tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's the board meeting. I like to keep that event because that's when we honor our volunteers. We have 30 volunteers, and sometimes it fluctuates 31, 32. But anyway, um, prime example, we had training last Saturday, and I had 
all of them, when they introduced themselves, they said, we didn't realize there was this many volunteers. We had 28 there. So um, people love, Republic is amazing. You all know that. But anyway, um, but I kind of lost track there. But anyway, so, but um, we have our Happy Feet coming up here in May. And we're, so that's a walk and a run? And it, this year it is a walk and a run. We're going to do one mile walk and then a five, 5K. So um, we have awards, which is kind of fun. Afterwards, we have breakfast. Uh, we haven't asked them yet, but they, Black Lab has always blessed us hugely with our, our breakfast. And uh, then in the first Friday in August, we have our bluegrass and barbecue. And um, we have a silent auction. That's always an evening of you know, sharing God's love and, and fellowship, too, like our happy feet. And then... Um, then our banquet, like I said, we'll plan that, and those are your big ones. Yeah, we do those have the ones. baby bottle boomerang program, and the lady that had done that has not been as involved. So, see, I need somebody to to take on that chore. So, hint, <laughs> hint. <laughs> I do have volunteer applications here, and they're over there on the bar where Dave set it up for us. And um, we need receptionists. We need baby boutique helpers. Um, and mentors. Now I say when we need a receptionist and a mentor and they end up doing it all when they're there. We kind of all just our big team and, and if such and such needs to be clean we jump in and do it and and um, we just get it done. So we have been able to build a storage room. We're, we're kind of getting close on um, space but God will provide. So um, what did I miss, Dave? Um, I can't remember anything else, but I do want to, so in case they don't know, uh, the center is located in the very corner uh, next to the old family pharmacy of the Republic Plaza down um, where Main meets 60. Um, at the, they're like right there next to uh, uh, Republic Assembly of God around the yeah. corner. Um, and so if you're, if you're heading out towards Billings, uh, it's right there on the corner of the, the Republic Plaza Center, uh, which is where the License Bureau and everything is. Um, so anything else that you want to add? Um, we don't want to miss an opportunity. If you have anything else that you want to say. I'm just pleased and blessed that you guys help us so much. There's just times it's just nice to be able and Dave works with my daughter, so he's kind of, like I told Candace that night, you can, I go, I know this sounds strange, you're meeting a strange man, but this man is not strange. I've known him forever. He's very, very <laughs> sweet and loving and, and a Christian. And she says, okay, I trust you, Mary. And then she'd never met me before, but, but no, I told so, her. So, yeah, so we, we, uh, we work together um, um, uh, in a supermarket, uh, her daughter and myself, and uh, we got to know each other. And I'm actually the one that suggested that she... Um, get her position that she's had because um, she used to be a cashier and then I said let's move Heather to this other position and she's is amazing thank she does you does a great job yeah. kind of proud of her so too <laughs> so, but yeah and she enjoys working with you too Dave yeah she told me the story when you got sp sprayed with a sprinkler that was broke at that, during the cold <laughs> weather <laughs> so, yeah. <Score> but, stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway but um but our, our DVDs are our and our bright course. I did not tell say that they are biblically based. It's just kind of lightly mentioned in there. Sometimes they even say 
in in your parenting, if you would ask Christ, this would be the way the path that Christ would take you. So um, we just want to love these girls. Right now we're having a Bible study of all of our 30 girls that we see during the week. We've got two taking it, and we feel like that's a fabulous. And um, we just want them to not feel like when they tell us, God couldn't love me because I'm so damaged and we that's so sad and we hear it a lot not in that same verbiage but that's the way they feel that's the way they carry themselves and that's the way that hurts them raising the, their, their children and taking care of themselves so well, we we want to we want to thank you and the center for being a light to those who feel like they're scared they're um, maybe some of them are being coerced which happens a lot um, uh, where they feel worthless and you're teaching them, you're helping reinforce the fact that God values them as an individual, not just because they're carrying a child, but because they are a creation, creation um, you know, a loving creation of his. And so thank you for being that conduit for his love and, and his action um, and, and letting the Holy Spirit move through you, the volunteers, the board. We appreciate what you do so much. And, and we just want to partner and, and walk alongside you. Um, and I truly mean this, and, and I know our, our leadership truly means this. We're here if you need us. We, we always want to be here if you need us. Thank you. And that's a great feeling. It relieves a lot of stress. Because <laughs> so, that was a Saturday night when I Facebook messenger and says, hey, Dave, we need, the, we need mattresses. And we've had that story where they've not had their mattresses. And the baby, you know, we did have one baby that died from sleeping with mom. So that was why right. I made it an emergency situation. Yeah. So when I saw it on Facebook, yeah. so. There's a way yeah. we're going to do it. Right, church? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to uh, have Phil. Gonna, well, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> As Ben comes up, we're going to pray. But again, guys, I just... This is why we do what we do. This is why we partner with the RPRC because, like uh, you know, they they pointed out, they're here to uh, serve a community that, frankly, is underserved. And so we just want to be able to be the hands and feet um, and be able to to share that love of Christ with people when they maybe are at their darkest point. And so. Uh, Know that you don't have to support them necessarily just only through the church. If you ever feel the need to, to give on your own, then uh, they will accept that donation as sure. Or if you would like to serve there, uh, I know that they could always use volunteers. But let's pray and then let's just worship a little bit more and then uh, we'll go about our Sunday. But thank you all for being here and thank you for um, devoting your time to this morning. And Mary, thank you for coming and, and, and speaking with us. God, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you so, so very much. Uh, for the fact that you love all of us and that you had uh, knowledge of us before we were ever even thought of by anyone on this planet. You had a plan. You loved us. You um, wanted us to, to be here and, and you want us to be here. And, and God, we are just thankful for the fact that you love us so very much and that um, you're willing to fight for, for the least of these. And God, help us to be a church who will do the same, who will see the importance of every life and not just um, be there to say that life should be allowed to be lived, but to, to provide the resources that are needed uh, in order to make sure that life can be lived to its fullest. God, continue um, 
to use us to, to bless this community in various ways and, and help us to just chase after a servant's heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.